top, 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 top of the morning to you. Top of the daylight. Oh, it's marvelous Monday. And I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. I'm just such a person that I'm in a season and I hope you are too. You know that when you have a joy, this joy, this joy that you have inside of you, when you can wake up every day and know that the world didn't give it to you. Oh, that's a beautiful place to be. When you wake up grateful, thankful, and joyful, But it was not because somebody gave you something. It was not because somebody had to call and give you one of them, what I say, pat on the back and pat a cake. Words of encouragement and affirmations and all these things that a lot of times we do need to draw from and place inside of us. But I'm talking about that kind of joy. When you just wake up and you can touch your skin that you in and know that you're still breathing and you're still alive and you say, God, I thank you. Because whatever comes with may, you've been blessed to see a new day. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. So every morning, you know, when I wake up, I love talking to God. That's my first communication of conversation in the morning. And sometimes people say to me, you know, throughout the years, you're always happy. You're always smiling. You're always laughing. But you know what? Even back then, I just, to me, I'm just saying to me, it was easier to smile. It was easier to draw joy in my spirit. Because see, whenever I would get upset or whenever I would get angry, even though I didn't see it, it just, to me, it would drain my energy. And even from a teenager, I didn't like things and people to upset me. And you know, sometimes that's why we search, why we search so diligent to try to connect ourselves, hopefully with the right people especially when I say they have to live inside them four walls with you. You know, the right man. You want to hope and pray that your children are acting right. You you, you know, you wake up and and, and you want to hope that things will go right. Because deep within, I think everybody knows that when you don't have happiness and joy, It's like you have this damage. And so, you know, I purpose. Oh, God, help me today. I purpose joy now. Before, I just took it when it came. And when it didn't come, I would be feeling some type of way. I got to go lay down. I got to go get it all out. And I got to express myself. And, oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. So, you know, now when I wake up like this morning and I was communing with God, I said, okay, God, you know, I had got this, uh, this cordless, uh, water pick and it's been sitting, (laughs) it's 
been sitting on the counter in the bathroom. I purchased it in December, right? From HSN on this little payment plan. And I was like, I need to purpose to use that today. Because, you know, I always ask God every morning to order my steps. So I said, okay, God, I've been procrastinating on reading the instructions. Oh, this is why I love the Holy Spirit that teaches you. And this is why I'm always copying people with understanding the power of the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit, oh my God, when I say it will teach you, it will lead you, and it will guide you into all truth. And it will bring things back to your remembrance. So this is how me and the spirit of the Trinity communion, I'm talking to God, because when we pray, we talk to God, but actually we're talking, we're talking to God but we're telling Jesus. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. We're talking to God, but we're telling Jesus. Let me say that again. We're talking to God, but we're telling Jesus. And see, the reason why, as a Christian, when you tell Jesus, he's the advocate. It's just like when you want to send something or receive something. Let me use Amazon, for example. We place our order with Amazon. But they're not the ones to deliver it before it get to our house and go through some other changes. And see, sometimes even when we're in the spirit realm, oh, I hope somebody grab this. When we're talking to God, it may go through several entities. Because, see, we got ministering angels. We got the Holy Spirit. And we have Jesus, which is right next to the right hand of the Father. So we know that whenever it leads different hemispheres, we have to get it to God. But we put it in the atmosphere to God. But until God receives it, just like us, until we receive our package from Amazon, it goes through other people to get to us. And see, that's how it is with God. Because we're not, we're not that grand to jump and bypass, oh God help me today, the entities to get to God. See, people like to say, well, you know, God don't talk to you, but he do. But you, you can't talk di- directly without getting through the entities. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. See, see, oh my God, even God has intermediate people. Even God has a hierarchy. Oh, God, help me today. All y'all business-minded people, you know what the hierarchy is. That means you can't just walk in the company and walk straight to the CEO. If he got people in place, you got to stop at the receptionist. You got to go to this person, that person, before you can get to the head person. Now, you might consider them directly like I did one time, a certified letter. And sometimes we, can, we, we speak directly to God. But it still doesn't go from our mouth to, be, to not have to go through the channels. Now, this is the thing. So don't let me get you confused because that's a whole deep teaching. God already knows before we ask. So he already done heard it. He already knew it before we thought it. See, that's why I say it can get deep sometimes. 
in, in the spirit realm. But when you know your place and position and your walk, then you will know no matter what is released out of your mouth, out of your thoughts, and definitely out of your deeds, it's already being picked up in the realm of the spirit. And that's why the word of God said you can only worship him in spirit. See, we got to get out of our flesh so much. We want everything a lot of times to be about us. But it's not about us. It's about our purpose. That we are sitting here because of God. So, you know, when I talk about this joy that I have (laughs) this morning, I'm sitting here. And I said, okay, God, we're at the fifth month. Oh, God, help me today. Five represents the number of grace. And I'm so grateful, always. But it's something about the atmosphere of grace from the first of May that just have saturated me even the more. Oh, I hope somebody get that. So every day is like I just... Oh, I'm just so grateful. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful that I have this inner joy. I don't need a phone call to make me happy. I don't need to to eat something to make me happy. I'm just happy because I wanted to be happy. And so that became my prayer. Oh, God, help me today. I hope somebody get this. See, when the Bible says, acknowledge God in all your ways. So one of the things I said to God, the beginning of this year, new year, new you. I said, Lord, I just want that inward joy to remain. See, see, you know, some days we wake up and we say, oh, I just want to feel happy. I want to do something to make me happy. But this beginning of the year, I said, joy, joy remains and as every day, every week, every month has been moving forward in this year, I'm feeling the strength from it. And so I said to someone last week, I said, you know what? This joy that I have, the world actually did not give it to me. And when you get that inner joy that you know that, know that, that know that the world didn't give it to you, what does that mean? That means you didn't need to call your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your auntie, your cousin. You didn't need to listen to a motivational message. You didn't need to, 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 to read three steps how to be happy. You, you, you know, you didn't need to do anything but coexist. And you just sit there and you smile and you be happy. So I was thinking about this joy that I feel in my heart. The world didn't give it to me. And the beauty of when the world don't give you that joy, the world cannot take it away. No matter what they say. No matter what they say. No matter what they say, they cannot take it away because they didn't give it to you. And you know, so often when people give you something, hello, even if they don't take it in some other method, because you need to think a lot of time people notice, or they may, they may buy you a jacket, but they want something too. 
You know, it's always a lot of times you got to be careful when people release what they call gifts. Because the Bible teaches us that all good gifts comes from God. And this is how you know they're good gifts from God. Because see, all gifts are not good. Hello? <laughs> all gifts are not good. But what the Bible says, all good gifts comes from God. And they added no sorrow. So what does that mean? That means when somebody give you something, they'll never make you feel bad about giving it to you. Oh, God help me today. All good gifts, when somebody give you something that they didn't have to work for, they didn't have to spend a dime for, they didn't have to do anything but just be present to receive it. You know, throughout my life, there are many, many people on my journey that God instructed me to give. And I'm talking about, you know, I gave from a place of joy. I was glad to give it to them. And a lot of times they didn't even ask me. I just gave it to them because I, I replaced it with something else. And there's nothing, anything that ever came out of my house that looked used, that was broken, uh, distraught. Everything that I released to give, I gave it in a good condition. It was a good gift. And they didn't have to pay no furniture bills. They didn't have to go and do all the leg work that I did to go find comforters and curtains. And you know, even though I, be honest, in my days, my heydays, when my money was strong, it was nothing but like a drop in the bucket for me back in the time that paid $1,000 for comforters and curtains. I'm talking about back then. And even when I replenish, and I used to have comforters for every room, matching curtains, matching pillars, rugs, all this stuff. And when I move and I wanted some more new stuff, I just would call whoever or whoever helped me and be a blessing. But let me tell you something what I've learned. When people receive from you, no matter how much time you invested, because I used to run to a whole lot of stores to buy and pick what I put in my house. You don't hear me now. I burnt a whole day, sometimes two or three weekends, gas, time, time, going up and down aisles, picking and putting together. Oh, I invested not only money, but time where I could have been resting. So when I release stuff to people, oh, God, help me today. Do you know years later, and I'm not talking about people one or two times, if they did, if they bought you a, a cheap pair of PJs, they got the nerve to say something about it. And sometimes, you know what, now I just listen to people. And I, and I have to talk to God about people when they do stuff like that. And I said, but God, I could have sat there and reminded them of every dime and dollar. But you know what I did? 
And just like I said, I, I didn't buy anybody know me. I didn't buy no 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 watered down stuff. I I I I, I might didn't buy the Queen Elizabeth stuff. But let me tell you something. I could put it like this. I spent more money buying my stuff than they are spending their own money buying their stuff. Hello. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. I spent more money buying my stuff than they are willing to spend to buy their own stuff. And nobody want anybody in my circle want to pay no thousand dollars for no comforters and currency. They they ain't want to pay no fifteen hundred dollars for different pieces of furniture. They didn't want to do that. And some of them <laughs> won't do it, and they'll tell you they won't do it. But then when you when you think, oh God help me today, that they will have enough gratefulness joyfulness and appreciation that if they spent $25 on you, you'll never hear it again. But you know what I came to learn? That's not true. That's why I can tell you if you sit down in your own head, you can think of enough stuff that all of us, all of every human being in this world and living and breathing with a heart that pump blood. We all can stay stuck in our feelings because there's always somebody that'll do something and say something to make you always compare your apples with their oranges. I'm just saying, hello. So when do we finally get off of that merry-go-round? It's when we really realize how to have our own inner joy how to have our own inner joy. You know, this morning before I walked in this room, I'm sitting in and I'm cycling. This is my exercise room. And I got all my little exercise equipment stuff in here. And before I could get on the cycle, the spirit said this scripture to me, and I'm going to drop it in the description box. Oh, what peace we often forfeit, which is also a song. And needless pains we bear. Well, let me get a song first. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And so what the scripture came to me and said, lean not to thy own understanding. And then there's another scripture that came to me and said, um, oh God, help me today. Remind me, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I had it in my head as soon as I started the podcast, but sometimes the Holy Spirit will redirect you to release. But I can tell you this much. If we lay before God, oh, that's it. See how the Holy Spirit take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. This is how you get your joy every day. You have to lay stuff at the feet of Jesus. If you keep getting up and laying down and going throughout your day carrying all this stuff in your heart, your mind, your guts, your spirit. You know what? I wake up now and I say, God, whatever you would instruct me to do that day, I'm going to just enjoy the day. And whatever I have planned to do, 
I give thought to that even though it's on my schedule. Like I had a dentist appointment last week. Okay, I put my appointments on my schedule. But until that day arrives, I'm just in the joy of that day. And I know I got to prepare for that appointment. But until it gets here, I'm not staying in tomorrow. Because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. And we can say these things and we can make our plans. And we really don't know. But I'm at this place and position that I tell you, nothing gives me more. It's like the more joy, the more I lay before the feet of Jesus, the more joy that I have. Let me repeat that. The more I lay in the presence of the Trinity, the more joy that I have. And that's why I had to even pull back a little bit off of social media. I said, Lord, I'm getting off schedule. I'm supposed to be releasing this and this and this on my YouTube. I line up a whole week every month. And God said, but see, that's why you don't know what I'm going to instruct you to do today. You got to stop putting dates and you got to stop announcing dates. I said, because God, that made me look like a liar. He said, well, I didn't do it. I told you years ago, you on my schedule. And let me tell you something about God's schedule. It's unpredictable. You can be on your way to the airport and the Holy Spirit can say, turn around and go back. Oh, God, help me today. You can never predict how God will instruct, lead, and guide you based on what the Holy Spirit teaches you. And when you attune with your anointing, and you in tune with your anointing, you can't plan a lot of things. That's why God said, I set you down. I allowed everything your body is going through. To get your attention. Because as long as your body. Was so vibrant. And so active. You was always. Ripping running and doing things. If it wasn't for other people. It was for yourself. And you spent so much time. Listen I'm telling you. See this is how. My feedback come back. When the Holy Spirit. Be guiding me. And when God be speaking to me and he'll give me revelatory scriptures to let me know it's him because his words say him and his word is one and the same. So I said, well, God, but I want to work to have more money. But God said, well, see, but you forgot what you prayed. I'm going to grant you your heart desire. Now, all those mornings you used to lay and pray. Before you got up to go to work, you used to say, oh, God, if I could just lay in your presence like this all day. Oh, God, if I could just lay in your presence and just study your word and just intercede for people all over the world. And I'm going to tell you, when I first prayed that prayer, I saw what there was a massacre shooting at Virginia State College University. I'm living in Warner Robins, Georgia at the time. And I called my supervisor and I said to her, I said, Lori, I just can't come in to work today 
I'm led to just lay before the feet of Jesus and just pray and intercede for those families that are grieving the loss of they sent their kids to a place of education. They sent their kids to a place of elevation and for life to be better for them. And that's the place where they lost their lives. And I paraphrased them, but I let her know what was going on. And I said, Lori, I can't explain it, but I feel that I need to just intercede on behalf of the heart of those families, those mothers, those dads, those brothers and sisters, those friends that they had made connections with them. And so what my supervisor said to me, this is why I stayed at that company longer than any other company I ever worked for. She said, well, Alfreda, she said, that's fine. Take the time you need. She said, what do you have? Because at that office where I lived at the time, I ran it single-handedly at that time. And so she said, well, do you have a, a sign on the door? I said, no, I don't. But I leave home and go put a sign on the door that the office is closed. And I'll come back. And she said, okay, well, that's fine with me. And let me tell y'all something. I needed to take some time to intercede for people just like today when I see things on the news. All these people, they're being transported and transitioned from one place to another. And you know, that's not the part that breaks my heart. The influctuation of immigration because this whole world to me, this me now, it belongs to God. This is God's world. And the fullness thereof and everything and everybody that dwells therein. Now, I know people won't agree with me because they want to die sick based on our country or our national origin. But to me, people are people. But the influxation of people coming to a country where they speak not a language, where they, they, people talking to them and they don't understand what they're saying. That's why when the Bible talks about even speaking in tongues, that's what it's like. You're speaking to people as a foreigner and they don't have a clue what you're saying. If you speak English and that's the only language you know, pull yourself out of America and let yourself be deported to Sudan or let yourself be deported to another land that everybody around you speak a language that you don't even know and understand. And people got a problem when people speak the same language and you know what somebody's saying and you don't like what they're saying and then you want to clap back and snap back. But just imagine if you're in a country, you don't know what they're saying about you. Oh, God, help me today. You know some of y'all females, when you went to get your toenails and you hear people speaking another language, how offended you get. And that's a one-time visit, maybe what? Once a week, twice a month, maybe once a month. But do people make time? See, this is how my mind is. I don't have time to put my mind on a bunch of petty problems that people have within their power to resolve. 
These are people, only way they can resolve that somebody got to interpret. They got to have, they got to have somebody present to even say, I'm sick. I feel like I'm about to faint. I feel like I'm about to die. If they don't have a person that's bilingual to tell somebody, what do they do? And that's why I pray for all people. I pray for all cultures. I pray for all families. That's why when I ever intercede, I just say all people. Whatever branch they in, all branches of the military. All means just that, all. It's a three-letter word that includes entirety. And this is why I can't do nonsense that don't make sense and try to make it match up in my head. I got other things. As people say, I got bigger fish to fry. I got I got dreams that I've dreamed that now I, I, I'm in a position to make a reality if I want to move to Paris, France. God has given me a purpose with a passion that whatever he leads me, wherever he guides me. And I used to sing that song back in the days. That's why we got to be mindful what we ask for. To main, <laughs> I used to sing that song when I lived in the bottom of a project, hanging clothes on the line with my music playing loud enough to hear me while I'm hanging out my clothes. Whenever you call, Wherever you lead me. And in my heart, when I was singing it, I said, Lord, at the time, I said, I got five children in the house. Babies that was in there at that time, they was about eight months old. And then I got three more. I got another baby 11 months older than them. Then I got two in school. But I used to tell God, and I meant it in that song. I loved that song. And I was singing, and it would encourage me, whatever you call I will answer. Wherever you lead me, I will obey. Didn't realize back then that God allowed my heart twice in an ambulance to be resumed. That he can fulfill something that was in my heart back then. That's why we can't conform people and compartmentalize people and box people into a box. We need to be okay that one day all of us going to depart from somebody. Hello? In some way, shape, form, and fashion. But yet while they live, if you can do it and be happy for people, be harmonious for people, especially when they're in their purpose. Because you got some people leaving, they ain't on God's purpose. They just leave because they don't like it. Oh, God help me today. You got some people leave and run away and don't even say nothing. You don't have no sign, no signal, no inkling. Y'all know y'all watch them movies. Y'all watch them uh, 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 shows with detective shows where people, you think, you don't know what happened. You think somebody abducted them or they might been kidnapped. But some people just be sick and tired of being sick and tired and they just pick up and go start over and nobody knows. But then people get right ugly with folks if they let them know. Let them know where they can reach them. Let them know all is well. Let them know everything's okay. 
That's why I say we got to get in a place in this season. Well, if you know that you not, that you don't have a freedom team. Oh, God help me today. You know what a freedom team is? A team that allows your spirit to be free for your all the choices you choose to make. Now, if you want some counsel or advice or some guidance, you may call on somebody. But make sure when you call them, they people, they give you godly uh, guidance and counsel. Blessed is the man. Blessed. Blessed. You got to not miss that word in Psalms chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed. Blessed is the man that walketh not. That walketh not. That walketh not. That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You want to block your blessings and knock your blessings. Start listening to ungodly counsel. That's what that means. That's why everybody used to feel some type of way. I can't nobody tell you. No, it's a lot of people might can tell me stuff, but you can't tell me nothing because your life is just as raggedy, worse than mine. Hello? Your emotions are more damaged than mine. And I'm supposed to seek you for counsel? Make it match and make it make sense. I'm just saying. And this is how we got all these mass murderers. Don't you know that a lot of them people that sit in someone and purpose stuff in their thoughts in their head, somebody know. Somebody they talk to. And this is the thing. It's somebody, what's the slogan they got now? See something, say something. They ain't saying nothing what they see because probably they gave them bad counsel. And we don't realize how much bad counsel is going out in the world. I'm saying from the pulpit to the pew. From people with degrees and non-degrees. People live off their feelings so, so heavy that whatever they feel, they don't like somebody say when they go to consultation. They're going to walk away and go talk to somebody else and talk to somebody else. Until they get somebody that agree with that nonsense that don't make sense. I'm just saying. And as long as they feel they got somebody that agree with them. They gonna act up and act out just like they got counsel. That's why when I counsel people, let me tell you something. And I'm gonna put a pen in the podcast. And I'm gonna drop them scriptures what I said. You know, it's, uh, it's so important to have your joy. And lean not to your own understanding. We got to get to a place to lean on God. Word. We got to get to a place to let go and let God word. See, we won't need so much consultation if we get in a place with God. I be wondering sometimes, especially these people that walk in these positions of ministry. Or professionalism. And they ain't got no freedom team. See, like something, you know, I had to say this to somebody several times. I'm not led to say to a person that's not leading people what I'm led to say to people who are responsible for leading people. And I don't think they got it. Because they expected an equal consultation. 
But see, what my Bible said, oh, God, help me today. I can preach from that. To whom much is given, my God, much is required. So, so, so if you're teaching classes and you got these accolades and you got all this information that you can always regurgitate and say what you claim is your own words, then listen, you should not expect equal counsel with a person who does not have the same experience. Because even the Bible don't teach that. The Bible said, to whom much is given, much is required. So I'm going to tell you about me. I don't know about anybody else. But if, if a person called me and they and they, and they 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 said they are not worried about anything, instead to pray about everything. And I'm going to tell you where I got that from. A sticker sticking on my door to this room I'm in. And you know where I bought it from? The Dollar Tree. It said, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And you got a lot of people, instead of praying about it, they want to talk about it. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. We need people to talk to. But this is the thing. When you talk to people, it should be about what you need to correct about yourself. Hello? When we start talking to people, unless you're a parent, let me let, let me let me let me let me let me take parents off the table. Now, if you're a parent, and it's about how you can help your child, your minor child, or even your grown child, you just want somebody to pray for them. Cause I, I listen, I go through things. You know what I do? I call my best friend. I say, "Look, I need you to touch and agree with me and pray that my child get a job and pray." That my child get better and pray. That's what I ask my friend to do. To touch and agree and pray. For things to be better and get better. For my children. I know I need some other people to touch in prayer with me. But I don't ask everybody to pray for me. Because some people don't know how to pray. I'm just saying. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no shade. But some people don't know how to pray. Let me tell y'all something. I recently mentioned something about one of my children. I said something to somebody to pray. And I'm going to tell you what I had to do. I had to come back and, and get on my knees by myself to myself and rebuke what they said. I said, well, what kind of prayer is that? I'm thinking I could ask them. I'm saying to pray. For my child to be kept safe from harm, hurt, and danger. And this is what a person said to me. They said, well, I'm going to pray that they don't have no peace or contentment in their lives until they come out of sin. I had to bind that in my thoughts immediately. And because the person was an elder, I didn't want to rebuke them because I know an elder receives double honor. But I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm being serious. I had to go to God and say, but God, because see, I know somebody spoke them same words over me some years ago, but they told me directly and said, well, I've been praying that. I said, don't do that. Why, Why would you pray words 
to say if you know effectual fervent prayers of the righteous. And when I told this person this, I was in my 30s. And I wasn't in the, into the to, to teaching people like I am now. But I had enough sense in my 30s to tell this person that was saved, sanctified, soul, light, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I said, why would you pray that? Why would you ask God not to allow me to have any peace and contentment in my life until I come out of sin? Let me tell you how I educated though. I said, okay, listen to what you're saying. Because we all sin and fall short of the glory. We sin every day. So even when we come out of what people classify as sin for nature, let me tell y'all something. Temptation is real. And that means they'll never lie again. They'll never manipulate nobody. They'll never beg, borrow, and steal. Because even the Bible said that, that we both to be lenders and not the borrowers. You don't hear me now. It's a whole lot of things that all of us need to pray every day for God to forgive us of our sins. So you mean to tell me just because a person has committed a sin, you're going to pray they don't have no peace or contentment? in their lives? I said, well, that includes you too. I had to get them an enlightenment course back then. And they were sold out in God. And they said, well, I ain't never look at it like that. I said, well, why would you even do that? Because see, what my Bible says, and that's why I had to, I had to pray that off of my child. Because see, my Bible says, through love and kindness. And that's what I said to my relative some years ago, I said, why, why? I said, but let me ask you this question. Why couldn't you just pray that God just draws me through his love and kindness? Why couldn't you say them words? And I ain't gonna tell you no lie. We were sitting at their table. And they actually looked down. The Bibles was on the table, because every time we sit at her table, you know what Bible's there. Well, it was her Bible, and, and she had got me one. And it's like she took a moment to really think about it. To really think about it. And I said, you know, can I ask you something? If that's what you're going to pray when you pray for me, please don't. I did. I said, because that literally break my heart. I don't want nobody like to be in turmoil or trouble. And sometimes people don't realize because they speak it over my child. You know what? They probably speak it over their own children. I ain't finna never pray. Nothing that my children will have no peace or contentment. Do y'all know how much turmoil that is? No peace. Not even some peace. No peace. No contentment. And then people wonder all the time why these folks run around in the world and they doing some of this stuff. We don't know what kind of prayers that people thought sincerely they should pray for them. Out of ignorance. And nowhere in the Bible, that ain't even scripture. That's why I said everybody can't pray for me. But I thought, you know, sometimes you think people have reached other levels of maturity where you can invite them to say a prayer for you. But I had to back myself up off of that. But see, my scripture tells me, through love and kindness have I drawn thee. Now, even when we are bona fide, big, bold sinners, that's what the scriptures say, how God drew us. 
He didn't draw us because he told us ain't no peace of contentment going to be in our lives. And I'm going to draw you because you ain't got, I'm going to make sure you have no peace of contentment to draw you. That's not what the Bible says. That's why I said we got to stop all this, this, this stuff. We got to stop it and get in the word and live the word and not just live it, but say it. Don't be saying things that somebody traditionally taught you that ain't helping you. Because some of the old school saints, they still in bad situations because they said things. And then people turn around and say, and I pray that whatever somebody spoken over me. But you you don't forget what you spoke. It comes back. So that means everything you spoke over somebody come back to you too. Hello. I got to go. I got to go. Because, see, I get deep in this thing. And I know when I get on my soapbox and I get on a roll. Let me tell you something. I'm just trying to encourage people how to understand that we don't don't have all the plans. It takes God. And it takes us to walk in the word and the ways of the word. And that's why I advocate, what did God say? Not what I say. Not what I free to say. And if you know I ain't trying to get people to conform to what I say. I'm not trying to get people to conform that is not about what others say. Yes, we glean from people to help us grow. But at the end of the day, what matters most to me is what did God say. Because it's only his word that scripture says will not return void, but it will accomplish what he sent it to do. So his words say, through love and kindness, I pray that God draws you, draws you from whatever ails you, draws you from whatever sickness, draws you from whatever addiction, draws you from whatever ever besets you, that God love and his kindness will draw you. The same is what happened for me. And that's why I know this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me because I was drawn by love and kindness to receive it. And so no matter how the world will treat you, they can't take that away. And on this marvelous Monday, you know, I done got off my cycle and I'm sitting here and I'm just, I just look around and I just tell God, thank you for all the many blessings, not just today, but all the years he's allowed me to live to make it to this day. He didn't have to do it, but he did. And I'm able to thank God and I'm thankful to do that. May the blessings from heaven Flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desire. Don't fret. I hear the Spirit saying, don't fret. You know, I got so many tasks. I got surmountable. I mean, I got enough stuff I can do to last me to now to the next 40 years of information that I need to look at. And I bypass looking at all that stuff and get on here and freestyle. 
Because God is showing me it don't take all that. It don't take all as much as we think. All God wants us to do is show love and kindness to open the door. All this stuff that people do and that all this extra. Let me tell you something. The same God is on the throne that was blessing people back then, today, and forevermore. The same God. And I know God, and I can't go into another testimony, but I know this is a God, that there was a person who gave me their testimony with a sixth grade education, never went back to school, you don't hear me now, that ended up with 17 acres of land that they didn't even have to pay for. That's another testimony. Put a pen right there. Because I'm going to come back and tell y'all a little bit about how God can move miraculous mountains for you. It's nothing wrong. I like to always say, I don't knock education because I have education. So I'm not knocking what I have. But I am letting you know, with or without God is still ever-present. With or without good health, God is able to restore you. With or without money, God is able to grant you finances as well as favor. With or without your right mind today, God is a mind regulator and restorator. With or without, my God, help me today. I'm telling y'all, I feel this thing. And I wish I could pour it in a bottle and pass it out. But this is what joy do to you. You can't be quick with joy. You gotta pour it out and let it flow like rivers of water and water. With or without, God is able And all he needs us to do is something that my cousin, the same cousin I had to tell about, how she was praying for me and my interpretation was in error. But I had said to her, it was so hard to me. I didn't want to give up my boyfriend. I didn't want to give up things that I thought would make my life boring. Oh, y'all don't hear me now. And my cousin told me, I said, because it's hard. I said, it's hard to give up what my flesh craved. And she said, no, 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 no. It's not hard. It's only hard, she said, if you don't have a made-up mind. But see, when your mind get made up beyond a shadow of a doubt, when your mind is made up that no matter what, No matter what, when you get a made-up mind about anything, whether you want to pursue a woman or a woman want to pursue a man or you want to buy a pet or you want to buy a car, when your mind get made up, you don't need to call nobody. You don't need to tell nobody. You don't need to put a sign on your back. When your mind gets seriously made up about something, you will go after you don't care if somebody told you that's the worst woman in the world. That's the worst man in the world. But when your mind is made, when your heart is fixed, you don't hear what I'm saying. Let me interpret that. Hear what the Spirit is saying. That's what I just said. 
in a unknown spoken tongue, but I'm going to interpret it myself. Hear what the Spirit is saying. You will pursue it. And you don't care what nobody say. And this is what God said to me. When you come to a place to really know how to love me, when you love me with all your heart, Alfreda, and all your might and all your soul, it'll be easy when you make up your mind. And my cousin told me that years ago. She just left me hanging, though. She said, it'll be easy when you get a made-up man. And I kept pondering that for years. Get a made-up man. I need to get a made-up man. And then that's when the Holy Spirit had really taught me about Romans 10 and 9. If you believe in your heart, it's more than just a quoted cliche. And that's a whole nother teaching. But that's when you get a made-up man. Amen. Amen. And until the next podcast upload, I bid you a marvelous, marvelous Monday. I love y'all. And I love talking to you. I know I get lengthy sometimes, but the spirit just, it just takes over. Listen. You ever spent a lot of time, and I'm going to say this and go, you ever spent a lot of time with a person that you had good company with? You ever spent more than an hour on the telephone with a person? Let me make it simple. And you just enjoy talking to that person. And like time flies, as they say. When you were having fun. And the next thing you know, you they hooked up back in the days, came to your house. I don't know about now how people date. But they would come to your house maybe about 8 or 9 o'clock. The next thing you know, it's 2 or 3 in the morning. And you just enjoyed the conversation. Well, that's how I am when I get on my platform sometimes. I just enjoy talking about Jesus. I just enjoy telling people the word of God. I just enjoy helping people become overcomers by the power of a testimony. Oh God, help me today. By the blood of the lamb and the power of the testimony. That's in Revelations. I'm not dropping that scripture, but I'm going to drop the ones that I say I'm going to drop. And that's why sometimes I want to cut loose. But you know what? I still stay within ramifications of reasons. I don't do the two, three hour thing, even though people can talk on the phone that long. Hello. But it's like we're talking on the phone. And I want you to know when I'm talking on my social media platforms, I'm talking to me. I'm having a conversation with you and myself. And that's company. Listen to me. If you don't hear nothing else I say, Let that joy be in you that the world didn't give and the world would not be able to take away. Have a beautiful, blessed day. Amen. God bless. Bye for now.